I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys? It's your host Jamie Messina and today is June 1st. It's the first day of Pride Month. And I decided that for the month of June, I'm going to bring on as many people as I possibly can to share their coming out stories. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, we don't need a Pride Month. What do we need a Pride Month for? I personally find Pride Month and the Pride Parade very important, um, not only for the history of where we came from, but also I remember my first Pride Parade. So today I'm going to share a little bit about my coming out story and what pride means to me and what that did for me in really stepping into who I truly am. So I know some people figure out later in life that they are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, all of the letters, right? For me, I knew since I was really young. Like looking back on it, I could probably say since the time I was five years old that I knew something was a little different than the other kids or most of the other kids, right? I knew that I had different feelings. Normally, typically towards teachers or, um, you know, older people, which I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But I I knew that I was having crushes on females, right? I knew that since I was five years old. And so that followed me through. It came in and out, followed me through um, my life. But it wasn't really until seventh grade that I started to tell myself, well, Jamie, I think you're bisexual. And so um, in seventh grade, I realized that I was having crushes on other kids that were my age. And I didn't tell one soul this. I did not tell anyone about this, but I knew, right? And so I started to do my own research. And at the time, guys, the internet wasn't what it was today. AOL was a thing, but it was hard. It was hard to connect with anyone. I thought I was a weirdo. I thought I was one of the few. Um, I stayed as far away from anything gay, straight, alliance in school as I possibly could because I didn't want people to know. Uh, If somebody else maybe was seemingly gay, I was that person that was like, oh, uh, like talking behind their back because I wanted all the attention off of me. And I just remember being... Um, in seventh grade and just really knowing and really starting to understand that like, yes, this is a thing for you. And it was a lot for me to handle. I didn't want to be different. I was already feeling kind of like an outcast and this was just adding to it. And I kind of had to like pretend that um, I was experiencing the same thing as my friends. You know, when I remember in high school, um, No Doubt was a thing and I had the biggest crush on Gwen Stefani. But I covered it up by saying that I had a crush on Tony Canal, the bassist. So even though I really had a crush on Gwen, it was Tony Canal. Or um, 
I would get really into certain movies. So I really liked the movie Now and Then. But the reason I liked the movie Now and Then was because Christina Ritchie was in there and I loved her and I had a big crush on her. And so I like found ways to share what was going on without actually sharing it. And one of the the smart things that I think I did in the past was, um, so I remember maybe ninth grade, maybe eighth grade, um, we were one of the first families to have AOL. This was before even the AIM came up, right? This was like the AOL and you had the profile, right? And then there were chat rooms and I don't even know what else we did other than chat rooms. But I remember having the insight to search the profile for the word lesbian. And I found a woman, or I think at the time, I don't know if what they said was true, but at the time, I don't know that catfishing was even really a thing yet. But she said she was a therapist. She said she was a lesbian and in her maybe late twenties or thirties. And I would chat with her. I would come on and if she was on, I would chat with her and I'd tell her how I was feeling and what was going on. And I don't even remember our conversations, but I do remember feeling like, okay, I have somebody that I can talk to about this. And whoever that woman was, like, thank you. Maybe the universe will bring us back together someday, but I can't even tell you her name or her screen name. Um, But I do know that it played a really big part in my life because I had somebody to talk to and I wasn't alone. And that's where Pride Month comes in, right? We didn't get there yet though. So I go through high school hiding it. There was one time where I was almost outed. I was sitting in driver's ed class and um, I looked over at, well, this girl walks in the room and I I guess I checked her out and I probably did. And I, I heard my, these two guys next to me who I knew from class whisper, and then they said, dyke. And I said, I whipped my head around. I said, what'd you say? And he's like, nothing. And so I like, I like made him tell me what he said. He's like, I saw you check her out. I called you a dyke. And I knew from then I had to be more careful because people would know if I didn't cut it out. Right. So eventually I go to Northeastern university in downtown Boston And my first day there, my first or second day, they were having some kind of celebration um, and the cheerleaders were there. And there were, you know, guy and and, and girl, uh, female and male cheerleaders, and they were really good. But there was this one girl that really stuck out to me. Her name was Giselle. And um, I noticed her first. I had a big crush on her, but then I noticed her necklace. And she had a necklace that had a bunch of little triangles and they were rainbow colored. And I don't even know how I knew what that meant, but I, did, I knew what that meant. And uh, then I saw her after, like, whatever they were cheering for, um, go over and talk to somebody that was clearly a lesbian. And so I was like, oh, man. And I became like, oh, my God, this is the love of my life. I love this girl. I can't believe that there's lesbians that are cheerleaders. And they look like, you know, I, I had, because I had this idea in my head of what lesbians looked like. And it wasn't that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So guys, this is where it gets a little weird. I was a little stalkerish, but I did some research and I found her screen name on AIM and I ended up sending her a message. And I was like, Hey, listen, I saw you at the thing. I have a big crush on you. I really want to meet up. I really want to get to know you, but I'm not out. Nobody knows I'm gay. And I'm like freaking out right now, even sending you this. So after chatting with her, like secretly for the longest time, I ended up, she, she told me where she worked and I went in one day and I introduced myself and we ended up becoming really good friends. Um, and that was, that was it. Like 
that was the first person I decided I started making some gay friends. There was something at the time called planetout.com and it basically was like Facebook for, for gay people, but Facebook didn't even exist yet. And it was where you could meet other gay friends. And so I met my first couple friends on there. They went to school at Northeastern and that's where it all started. So I started to make a lot of friends that were also gay. And, um, by the time that semester was over, that year was over, I knew that I needed to come out to my family. I had been going home in between, and each time I went home, I was a little gayer <laughs> in the sense of like I dressed a little more like I wanted to, and maybe, you know, at one point I think I had a bracelet that was rainbow, and my mom could tell. I could tell she could tell, and I could tell she wasn't happy, and that scared me, but also I knew that it, it really wasn't making a difference me not saying anything because she clearly knew. So I decided I was going to stay the summer at Northeastern University and work at our Husky Card office and live on campus. And so I decided I was going to write my parents a letter. Now, by the way, my parents live about 15 minutes outside of Boston. So I was living there, but they were only 15 minutes away. And my dad actually um, put flooring in on campus and stuff. And so I wrote this letter basically just coming out, and I don't even remember what I wrote, and I wonder if they have it. I'm going to ask them. But um, I don't remember my mom's response or if I even got one from her. But I do remember that two days later, so I sent the letter. Well, first of all, I walked up to the, <laughs> to the mailbox with the letter in my hand, and I was with Giselle, and I was holding it with both hands, just looking at it like, all right, I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. And all of a sudden, Giselle just grabbed the letter out of my hand and threw it in the mailbox, and I was like, <gasps> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. But it was in there. And so we walked away. I was freaking out. I don't know what we did the rest of the day. All I know was freaking out. And it was uh, not the next day, but the day after that, um, my RA sent me like a message like, hey, your dad left this at the office. Come get it. And my dad had dropped off a letter back to me. And what he wrote was the most amazing thing ever. I really didn't know how my parents were going to react. I felt like it wasn't going to be nice because my mom didn't seem happy about it. But basically what my dad had said was in his letter that, you know, it was hard for them. Six months prior, my brother had come out. And, you know, that's a lot for parents to take on that two of their kids come out, um, basically within six months of each other. And um, But that he was really proud of me and that he loved me even more for standing in my truth. Um and that, you know, it was going to be okay and that everything was going to be okay and he still loved me and it didn't matter what I was or who I was attracted to and that, you know, if anything, it was going to bring us closer together. And man, I will never forget that. I will never forget that. And by the way, my mom eventually came around. She had her own reasons for not being as excited about it as for, at first, um, which isn't my story to tell, but... Um, she came around and she's amazing. She's amazing. It, it took a little bit of time. And, and the reason why I wanted to share this story was because I get messages all the time from kids that aren't out yet, that are so scared. They're so worried what their parents are going to do, what their parents are going to say. And I had two examples. My dad was right away, just, I love you no matter what. And my mom, on the other hand, it took her a little time to get used to. And now is my biggest fan, you know, trying to find me, my wife, <laughs> um, after that, I slowly came out to the people I became friends with at school that weren't lesbians, and um, they were all cool with it too, and I was surprised. Each person, I went to go tell, I was going to have a heart attack before I told them, and then they were like, so? 
I was like, oh, okay. And by the way, this was 2000, 2001. So it wasn't like it was, you know, 2020 or anything. Um, so I just, that was it. And then I started to tell my friends back home. And that was a little different. They said it was okay to my face, but I know that there was lots of talk behind my back. Um, but that was okay too. Everybody came around eventually. And the more comfortable I became in myself, the more it didn't matter what they thought or what they said behind my back. Not at all. And um, I don't think there's one person that said to my face anything negative about me coming out to them. So I had a very blessed experience, I think, in my coming out process. Um, not everybody has that. But that's why this month I want to share with y'all like different coming out stories so that you know, number one, that you aren't alone. And number two, that like things get better. Things get better. Now, my first pride, it was actually Boston Youth Pride. I was 18 years old and I remember looking around, walking the parade and seeing all of these people with rainbows and other gay people. And I'm like, I had no idea that this was a thing. And you know what? I feel good that there are other people just like me, that there's not something wrong with me. I'm not a weirdo. And um, it was fun. We got to celebrate who we were. We got to celebrate at the time we were still fighting for our right to get married. Um, and I remember moving forward past that day, you know, I would always show up at Pride. I would always have support for our community. And, and the day that marriage became legal, I saw it on the news. It was 11 p.m. at night, and me and my friend Paula Ferrari, we um, got in our car, or her car, and we drove to the Cambridge Courthouse in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It was like almost midnight. At midnight, they were going to perform the first marriage. And we were so excited, and I had this camcorder. I brought this camcorder everywhere, guys. I documented everything, and I cannot find the tape. I have to find it. I know it's not in the trash, so we need to find it. But I remember, it was just a dance party in the street. Everyone was celebrating. Everyone was excited. And then lined up behind us was Reverend Phelps and the Westboro Baptist Church with their signs. Their God hates fag signs and, you know, all the horrible things that they have. And it didn't fucking matter. It did not matter one bit that they were standing there, um, we overpowered them. And so, obviously the story is much more loaded than that. You know, I lived my entire childhood knowing I was gay and hit it. And that can take a toll on people to pretend that you are something that you're not or being afraid that you're always going to be found out. Like, I had anxiety. I had anxiety. Um, still to this day, I had an anxiety disorder. I, I, that, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Always looking over my shoulder, making sure nobody was watching. Nobody was watching the movies. I would sneak in uh, our porch where the TV was at night after everyone went to bed, and I watch HBO. And I remember there were a couple lesbian movies that I watched. Um, Better Than Chocolate was one of them. But I'm a cheerleader. Um, a couple more, and just being like, oh my goodness, and being so scared if somebody walked by or somebody drove by the window, I would shut it off because I didn't want anybody to know. And so. I'm going to have to share a lot of stories this month about coming out and how we felt and how we feel today about it. Because where I was before and where I am now, two different things. And so if you are where I was, I want you to know it's okay. Even if your parents don't act like mine did, if, they're, if they didn't support you. They, yes, that's a hard thing and that sucks. And I'm sorry. And you have a community of people who support you regardless. You have people who are going to accept you no matter what, people that you don't even know yet, people that are going to love you for exactly who you are. And I want you to remember that, and this Pride Month especially, as you're talking to other people who might not be out yet or who need that support, and vice versa. That's what the point of this month is. 
number one, to celebrate where we've come and to mem- like remember what happened at the Stonewall riots and how we got to where we are today, but also to support one another and to come out and celebrate who we are regardless of what you know Sally down the street thinks, regardless of her. She can have her own business and we'll have ours and we're going to celebrate who we are. So this month, I'm going to bring as many pride stories to you as I possibly can. I hope that you guys enjoy it. Now, listen, if you have somebody that you think has an awesome story that you uh, want them to come share, send me a message. Let me know who they are. I'll reach out to them and we'll get them on for the month of June for pride. And to all of you guys listening, just happy pride. Stand strong. Stand tall in who you are. Be proud of who you are. And um, let's just have an amazing Pride Month. I'll talk to you guys soon.